super friends and welcome back to another Batman 80th anniversary special episode of Get Your Comic On. My name is Neil. My name is Martin. And today we are going back to the world of live action Batman movies to talk about the modern era and the future. Ooh. <laughs> Spooky future. There are obviously a lot of modern day Batman movie appearances. We will skip Man of Steel as he's not in that one, apart from that Wayne Enterprises satellite dish. So we're going to be talking about Batman versus Superman, semicolon Dawn of Justice. I actually said versus, it's not versus, it's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, maybe we'll even spend time to talk about both the director's and theatrical cut. <laughs> uh, we will also touch on Suicide Squad because he's in it for all of about 30 seconds. And, of course, Justice League. And we'll wrap up by talking about our hopes and aspirations for Matt Reeves, The Batman, and beyond. Before we kick off Batman vs Superman, why don't we have a little listen to one of the trailers? Who's that? You must be new. That is Bruce Wayne. Mr. Wayne, Clark Kent, Daily Planet. What's your position on the Bat Vigilante in Gotham? Civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. People living in fear. He thinks he's above the law. The Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the law is a little hypocritical. What'd you say? Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a puff piece editorial about an alien who could burn the whole place down. Most of the world doesn't share your opinion, Mr. Wayne. Maybe it's Gotham City in me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Boys! Mm. Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we? Lex. Hi, hello. Lex, it is a pleasure. Ow, wow, that is a good grip. You should not pick a fight with this person. So the IMDb synopsis for this one reads, Fearing that the actions of Superman are left unchecked, Batman takes on the Man of Steel while the world wrestles with what kind of hero it really needs. It's an interesting, probably fan-written synopsis. This movie stars Ben Affleck as his first appearance as Bruce Wayne Batman, Henry Cavill returning from Man of Steel as Clark Kent Superman, alongside Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Then you've got Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, Diane Lane as one of the Marthas, Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White, and Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Not forgetting, this movie also had the first appearance of Gal Gadot as Diana Prince slash Wonder Woman. What were your initial thoughts upon seeing this movie at a midnight screening at the cinemas? Other than I'm tired and I've probably got work tomorrow, so can I sleep, please? Those were the things in the forefront of my mind. Um. I don't know. It's I struggle a little bit with this film. Do you struggle with both versions of it? Or do you, like me for instance, think that the three hour version is slightly better than the two and a half hour version? No, I prefer the three hour version. I feel it's a much better story and it makes far more sense. Yeah. So I have problems with the theatrical cut in that the way that it's edited does not lend itself to a very cohesive storyline. No, and I for one, enjoyed this movie at the cinema. I totally get that Superman is not 
necessarily the comic book Superman in this movie. Uh, but you are right. It makes a lot less cohesive sense when you then see the director's cut. Yes, I would agree. I mean, the theatrical cut is alright. I wouldn't say it's my favourite of the Batman film. I mean, it does... You know, it's exciting to see the return of Batman on the, on the big screen. He's a very good Batman as well. He is a good Batman. I do really like Ben Affleck as Batman. And he is a good Bruce Wayne as well. He is. He's good at both, actually, which is a rarity. And it's a very different Batman that we've normally seen on screen as well. It's a much darker Batman. Kind of very reminiscent of the Frank Miller Dark Knight days as well. Yeah, he certainly is. And there are moments in this film visually that I think were made to echo that too. When he's doing his whole... Yeah. For, for those of you listening at home that can't see, uh, Martin is recreating the front cover of The Dark Knight Returns with the lightning bolt and the Batman silhouette. I give you the lightning bolt there. Yeah. I don't think we needed it twice. Okay, sorry. Um, Just in case. <laughs> I think there were a lot of very classic Batman moments in this as well, though. Okay, well, you don't get the gargoyle. You've got to wait until Justice League for that one. But you do get a great Batcave. I actually really like his Batmobile, too. And the scene, the fight scene in the um, warehouse, I think is amazing. It's almost ripped straight out of one of the Arkham games. You can almost imagine playing that scene. You can kind of feel yourself button mashing and thinking, right, okay, like, take down, <laughs> ledge swoop, grapple. What are your favourite scenes from this movie? Um, that's a good question. What are my favourite scenes from this movie? Okay. Park Wonder Woman for a minute. Oh. <laughs> uh, what are your favourite Batman moments in this movie? Not moments overall. So my favourite scene involving Batman would be the end scene where he swoops in and saves Martha Kent, not Martha Wayne, at the end in the warehouse because you get that really very Batman-like takedown where he jumps off the bat wing. Oh, through the, the window. Yeah. Windy. Um, and there's like really like, aha, Taking down the bad guys. <laughs> Very descriptive. I, that's probably one of my favourite Batman moments from this film too. That and seeing the Trinity all together for the first time. Uh, but now you've just mentioned you can't... We're, we're uh, parking well, it's still, the dot. It's still you a Batman car. moment because No, no, you park her and you bring something else up. <laughs> if it's a solo Batman moment, then... I actually also like the nightmare scene. Oh, yeah. I think that's very cool. And it's a shame that they didn't get to follow that up and complete the loop on that one. Which I know Zack Snyder has been discussing recently at some appearances that he's done in America and his plan for that. His whole plan... Oh, you probably don't know this. His whole plan for Justice League going forwards was that uh, Darkseid... So Steppenwolf was never going to be in the movie. He would have been in Suicide Squad. Uh, he was originally the villain in Suicide Squad. He got taken out. Darkseid would have obviously been the villain. He would have boom-tubed into the Batcave where they were keeping... It's all a bit of a time loop. So Lois would have been being kept safe in the Batcave. He would have come in and killed her and that would have kicked off what then goes towards the nightmare scene. And Superman would relent to the, to the anti-life equation and that's why he would turn evil and it would go around to make that future universe. Mm. So what we would have seen in Justice League is that happen uh, and... The remnants of Cyborg, who's been ripped apart and only has bits of him left, would help to send Flash back in time to warn Bruce to try and change it. So it would have gone completely full circle and gone back to Batman versus Superman, and he would have had to have fixed it. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. 
but obviously never t- never came to be. No, that's a shame. That would be much better. So, what are your favourite moments in this movie overall? Uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Any particular scene with her in, or just anything that she was in? Uh, anything that she was in, really. Hmm. I think that, I don't know, I quite liked when she was there because it added a different element to it. You're like, oh. Because it was exciting because I go, oh God, it's Wonder Woman. But we don't really know it's Wonder Woman yet. And it's really exciting. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. And then, then she was Wonder Woman. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it's Wonder Woman. It was still great to see Batman and Superman on screen together for the first time, though, in live action. Yeah, and it was good to see the the Bat Mecha suit as well. It was. I just, I just think... Zack Snyder had too many different ideas about what he wanted to do. The Dark Knight Returns is a very, very specific point in Batman's history that doesn't necessarily fit in normal continuity. So to make that your point of reference to Batman for a wide audience of Batman is maybe just not necessarily the right idea. For anybody that hasn't maybe been a fan of Get Your Comic Con for a particularly long time, I just loaded up my old review. I reviewed this movie twice. I reviewed it for um, the theatrical version and for the, um, the director's cut. At the time, I was using stars, not a points out of ten no. system. A retro uh, So I actually gave the theatrical version four stars out of five. And the ultimate edition, I then gave four out of five. <laughs> um but my verdict on the Ultimate Edition was the the Dawn of Justice Ultimate Cut is a genuine improvement over the cinema release. We're unlikely to ever know the real culprit or culprits behind the choices made in bringing the film to the cinema. At this point, why should we care? Ultimately, what exists are two versions of a film which really aim to change the genre for the better. Whether it succeeded or failed is entirely subjective. My advice, watch, enjoy, and come back for Suicide Squad on the 5th of August 2016. Good advice. What did you not enjoy about this movie, then? Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, okay, right in there. Uh, what don't you like about his Lex Luthor? I just don't like him, to be honest. You don't really get on with him in any film, do you? I just find he plays the same character in everything. Even when we went to see him in that play, it was the same character. He, he There's a particular niche to him that, uh, yeah, he does well, but doesn't necessarily fit the mould of Lex Luthor. I was surprised. I can't remember when Justice League went into production. I can't remember if it went directly into production after this. No, it can't have, because you had Suicide Squad then Wonder Woman. She definitely Gal Gadot definitely did Wonder Woman and Justice League at the same time. So it's surprising given the amount of time after Batman vs Superman and the reaction that they still brought him back for that little uh, teaser scene in the end credits, I thought. Yeah, that was interesting. Anything else about this movie you don't particularly like? Um, I just... Granny's peach tea. Granny's peach yeah. Oh, good granny. Um, and you know, I just, I don't know what it is about this film. I want it to be more than what it is. And yep. I just feel like it's almost there, but it's not quite there. Yeah, it's a great concept. And you can see through the concept to what it could be and how great it could be. But at the same time, you can see the faults because they're laid pretty much bare for you. Yeah, and it just it makes me really sad. But a great start for what could have been an amazing Batman. Yeah, because, I mean, they've put down so much story there as well. And let's just talk about the... Of course, yes. Uh, highlight uh, moment. How is this not your highlight moment? The Robin suit being in the Batcave. Well, I don't want to be too obvious, right? Oh, God. <laughs> Stick to type. Come on. Okay, so yeah, the Robin suit in the Batcave. Yeah. It was very exciting. Who is it? 
was it Dick? Are we changing the past? Was that Dick Grayson? Was that Jason Todd? Oh, you can't change the past. At what point in history are we? Does Damien exist? Clearly not, because he's not there. I suppose it's interesting because it is an older Batman and we're saying there is a a dead Robin. But it's kind of, you know, it's very ambiguous as to who that Robin is. Yeah. Because if he is an older Batman, then by all means we should have had a couple others by this point. And if we're sticking to the Dark Knight sort of influences, then we technically should have had a female Robin as well. Well, exactly. And that's the thing with the director's cut that you had um, Jenna Elfman. Yeah, Jenny Elfman, as uh, the scientist lady. You know, that Lois gets to analyse the bullet. Oh, yeah. Uh, Everyone thought she was going to be Carrie Kelly or could have been um, Barbara Gordon. There were expectations either way that she could have been Batgirl or female Robin, of which she ended up being neither. She was just scientist. Scientist lady. She just uh, happens to be good friends with Zack Snyder, I think. So coming out of this movie, hopes for the future were... Not knowing that Batman would have been in Suicide Squad, knowing that a Justice League movie was coming up, and also knowing that Ben Affleck was going to write and direct his own Batman movie. So at this point, I think riding pretty high on how exciting Batman's future on film was. Yeah, I mean, it was hopeful. I was hopeful that, you know, with Ben at the helm, we would have, we were looking for really good things. What would you, out of curiosity, what, what would you give this? What would you give Batman vs Superman? Theatrical cut as a score. Out of... Uh, to do the one to ten. Ten. Six. Okay. And then what would you give the director's cut? Seven. Okay. Well, that's okay. So from there, we move into uh, 2016's Suicide Squad. Rolling the trailer. Is this the real life? Let me out of you, Donald, please. Let me out of you, brother. Is this just fantasy? I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the worst. Too late. Open the gate! My time has come. Was this a uh, cheerleading trials? Hi, boys. Deadshot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile. And he eats people. Burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's not what they really said. This is the deal. You're going somewhere very bad. To do something that'll get you killed. Go save the world. I can't wait to show you my toys. Let's do something fun.
seriously. What the hell's wrong with you people? We're bad guys. It's what we do. Nothing really matters to me. So the IMDB synopsis for this one reads, A secret government agency recruits some of the most dangerous incarcerated supervillains to form a defence task force. Their mission? Save the world from the apocalypse. Suicide Squad stars Will Smith as Deadshot, Jared Leto as the Joker, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, then you've also got, we've gone into random order now, uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things and Hellboy as Dexter Tolliver. He's one of the uh, dudes. <laughs> now he's one of the guys that Amanda Waller meets to try and uh, push Task Force X through the... Uh, through the government to get it set up. IMDb's in alphabetical order. Bear with me, bear with me, because they're in a dodgy order. Uh, you've obviously got Ezra Miller, who turns up as The Flash in a brief scene. You've got Jay Hernandez as Diablo, Adewale Akinoye Agbaje, I'm probably pronouncing that really wrong, I'm trying to do it phonetically as I'm reading it, as Killer Croc. Obviously Cara Delevingne as June Moon slash Enchantress, and Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg really annoying order to try and read those in because it is in alphabetical. <laughs> when I reviewed this, I gave it four out of five. Still on my star system. I said, so, yeah. I said, Suicide Squad is great fun. It injects some much needed humour and colour into the DCEU franchise. Ugh, I hate that term. And it's definitely not your run-of-the-mill comic book movie. It doesn't feel like the Deadpool or Guardians of the Galaxy clone that some media outlets are claiming it is. It's also not worse than the most recent Fantastic Four. Phil, I needed to point that out, apparently. I implore you to ignore the bias towards family-friendly superhero movies and give this film a chance. There's a lot to enjoy about Suicide Squad, much more than there is to complain about. Go see it, then see it again, and again. I, I enjoyed this when we saw it at the cinema. Um, I get that it is a little bit vacant at times and is much flashier than it is deep, shall we say. This was another one that we went to a midnight screening of. Do you remember how the 3D wasn't calibrated and we had to sit there for like half an hour while they recalibrated the two projectors? Yeah, that was fun. At midnight. <laughs> what were your initial reactions to Suicide Squad? I didn't like it. I'm just going to go <laughs> in there. I'm to be sorry, fair, I... we don't need to focus on this film very much because Batman's only in it for a short amount of time. I just felt that because he was in it, it was worth touching on. Uh, what do you like about Suicide Squad? You like Harley Quinn. Um, she she does a good Harley Quinn. I'll give her that. Yep. Um, I like the scenes with Batman because that was nice to tie it into the wider universe. Now, do you? So I feel this, and I know a lot of people do, but I don't know if you do. Did you feel like it was very Batman the animated series? In certain parts of it, a little bit. When he swoops down, and also some of the like when he uh, jumps off into the water to chase the car. There's, that movie is very cartoony in general, I feel. And that just that feels like a Batman the Animated Series moment to me. So it's probably why I like those bits out of the whole film the most. I'm not loving Jared Leto's Joker. No. But I can see why they've done that. Interesting to see that he may well be in Birds of Prey after all. It's probably a spoiler alert for some people. So <laughs> maybe skip the next like 30 seconds. But we have just seen set photos of someone in a Joker costume on the set. And Jared Leto has just posted nothing but a little clown face on his Snapchat. So, mm. 
He's filming Morbius at the moment, which apparently he's filming in England somewhere. I don't know where. I didn't think they were in London. Um, but he may well be back as the Joker. Watch this space. <laughs> Humble listeners. What do you really not like about Suicide Squad? I just don't like the, the Enchantress storyline. Yeah. I just feel like they could have picked a much better storyline. Well, you know how much better from Justice League Dark. So, I mean, so the first... So, if you go back to, like, the new 52 Justice League Dark, that is essentially the first story where Enchantress goes sort of bad and then Justice League Dark have to go in and stop her. Yeah. And it just feels like they've taken a little bit of that and then shoehorned in the Suicide Squad for something that doesn't doesn't feel like they matches their skills. It would be much better if they'd done a different type of story. So I don't know if that's a last-minute change because they decided to take Steppenwolf out. <clears throat> but I mean, even that they could have almost done a like a different version of Attack on Arkham because that was a good Suicide Squad story. You had the Joker there already. That all the Harley and Joker stuff. You could have just expanded upon that, and that would have been a really good yeah. story. Instead of having a really weird CGI mystical villain. This is very true. It doesn't really match the mystical powers of... What do you think about his connections to the wider, and I'm not calling it the DCEU, that's the last time I'm saying that, because I hate that term, never liked that term right from the beginning. What do you think about his connections to the wider DC universe, DC films universe? Yeah, I thought it was well done. So you had your little bit of Batman in there, you had your Flash taken down... Captain Boomerang. Yep. Who is confirmed to return for Suicide Squad 2. Mm, very good. Yes, I like Superman's Funeral bits. as well. Superman's Funeral, yeah, I liked all that. that and that good. being one of Amanda Waller's major sort of influences on starting Task Force X again. You must have liked Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. I thought she was a good Waller. She was a good Waller. She did a, she did a very good Waller. What were your highs and lows of this film? Uh, highs, loved the Batman bits. I was about to say I kind of wish we'd seen Bruce Wayne, but we do in the end credits, um, briefly. That's a great connection. I do enjoy the, the although you only say briefly, the Bruce Wayne Amanda Waller relationship is quite cool in that little tease. Well, they don't. Where do you spend your nights, Mister Wayne? Yeah, exactly. See, that was good. I think its connections to the wider universe are excellent. I think it did a great job of tying in with Batman versus Superman, and overall, that was a that was a great world builder for the universe which may no longer exist. I also like Harley Quinn. I like Captain Boomerang. I like Deadshot as well. I thought Will Smith was actually good in this film. Yeah, he wasn't bad, actually. Low points, I thought Katana was wasted. She didn't do hardly anything in the end. And I missed that shot from the trailer where her eyes went dark. There was clearly more of a supernatural bend to her character that got taken out between trailer and the final cut of the movie. Like, you don't really like the Enchantress bits. I didn't think that that fitted as a villain. Cara Delevingne does an alright job. She's. I, I think she was a good actress in Valyrian. I liked that film. I also don't really like that whole third act CGI mess that you get in a lot of these films at this point. Oh, God. Marvel does it as well. Everyone everyone seems to do it. You get to the third act of a movie and everything has to get so big that it's just a pure CGI mess. I am indifferent on Jared Leto's Joker. I kind of like him, and sometimes I kind of don't like him so much. All depends. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like the gangster element. I just want to see a more... I like the reasoning behind the gold teeth. Yeah. That is something about both Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. A lot of the context seems to have been taken out for some reason. So if you... So like the difference between the director's cut and the theatrical cut of Batman vs Superman, you lose all of the Clark Kent connections. 
you also don't get anything in the film to explain that Lex Luthor knows that Clark Kent is Superman and that Bruce Wayne is Batman. That's all in the comic book tie-ins. And with Suicide Squad, if you read the book, the novelization that's based on the script rather than the film, again, there's context that's missing on a lot of stuff, which I think is a shame. So you miss out bits like uh, how, to do with the death of Robin, Batman beat the living hell out of Joker and broke all his teeth, and that's why he's got the gold teeth. I just uh, the, the lack of context, I think, is a bit frustrating in both of those films. I suppose then that then clarifies that the Joker killed Robin. Well, it says Harley Quinn was implicated in the death of Robin in her little bio bit at the beginning. But yeah, it is the, it is the Joker. Hmm. I do quite like the music in this film. <laughs> yes, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah, it's a good I like that. There is an argument to say that some of it was being left up to us as an audience to try and read into and understand as well. I just don't think it played very well with general audiences. No. So I gave it a four out of five. What did you? What would you score this one? Out of five or ten? Do you give out of ten? Out of ten. Oh Jesus! I might have to say like a four and a half to be honest with you. We'll say we'll give it a we'll say five. I'll be generous. The, the music's given an extra half. By the time you get to Justice League, I've got a, I'm back on my scores out of ten. I think at this point, still very hopeful for the future of Batman on film. We've gone past the sad fleck meme period. Uh, We've seen him do a good little job in this film, showing that he's still really interested in Batman and wanting to do a bit of a bit of a cameo, even though it's nothing major for the character. And then we get to Justice League. Play us a clip. I'll take that as a yes. What? The ring. The world remains in mourning after the death of Superman. Violence, acts of war, and terrorism are all on the rise. I had a dream. It was the end of the world. Invasion. I think it's something more. Something darker. We're asking people we don't know to risk their lives. Strong man as strong as alone. You ever heard that? That's not a saying. That's the opposite of what the saying is. We are not enough. The world needs Superman. I made him a promise. This is why I brought you together. The IMDb synopsis for this one reads, Fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newfound ally Diana Prince to face an even greater enemy. Justice League stars Ben Affleck as Batman Bruce Wayne, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman Diana Prince, Jason Momoa as Aquaman Arthur Curry, 
Ezra Miller as The Flash Barry Allen and Henry Cavill as Superman slash Clark Kent. Lois Lane also appears, and that's Amy Adams, obviously. Nearly said Lois Lane as Amy Adams, though. You've got Ray Fisher as Cyborg slash Victor Stone and Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Right. Um, where would you like to start with this one? I'll start with my review. So I'm on my 1 to 10 score now. So I gave Justice League a 7 out of 10. And I said, Justice League is rough around the edges, but manages to evoke the heart of the team which lies at its core with near-perfect precision. While its characters are a success, its story and its villain remain generic and undercooked, but never to the point of distraction. A step in the right direction for DC films. I would argue that was possibly not correct, having seen um, Aquaman and Shazam as well now. I think it was a step back after Wonder Woman, but I still enjoy this and I still rewatch it and I still enjoy rewatching it. Your thoughts? You enjoy this film? Um did I enjoy this film? It was alright. You rewatched this film a few times. You watched it without me in fact. Well because it was on the telly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I suppose from a it, it wouldn't be a film that I would purposely go and watch to choose. Okay. But if it was on I would watch it. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So I would purposely seek out, I don't know, like, 89 or Returns. Yeah. But I wouldn't purposely go and seek out Justice League. Fair enough. But if it was on, I wouldn't turn it off. <laughs> it's complex reasoning. Well, uh, no, it's like one of those films you put on, like, oh, it's on the telly, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. Even though you've got it, which is ridiculous. But yes. because it's on TV, you have to watch it. Cause it's, and then you watch it when I put it on, because I will invariably put it on at some point to watch. Because it's like the law. <laughs> uh, highlights for you, then. So we got a lot of really good Batman being Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, really good Batman being Batman. Batman on a gargoyle. Batman on a gargoyle. Uh, Batman, like, doing, like, really cool fight scenes. Yeah, the beginning scene up on the roof of the building with the water tower is, is possibly the best moment in the whole film. Yeah. And incredibly, Batman. We got a bit of Bat Signal and a bit of yeah. Gordon. And good. classic Batman theme. Very, yes, because that is the only theme. <laughs> No other themes will exist in this universe. I like the team up. I like the Justice League team. I think they're all really good. I don't think anybody deserves any criticism in this film at all. No. I know there are a lot of people that don't like Jason Momoa as Aquaman, or didn't at this point. They don't like the whole dude bro thing, as they call it, but it's a, he's a very hard character to legitimise in some respect, and I think that they did a good job. Wonder Woman is excellent, again... I think it's a shame to see her not lead the team. Not that I'm saying the Justice League need a leader, but in this film they kind of do, and it's a shame they made her reluctant to begin with when she's such a strong character to then make her step up and be the lead later on. I also like Ray Fisher as Cyborg. I think he's good. I was, I do remember the only thing that I criticised about Ezra Miller when he was cast was that he wasn't blonde and I didn't think he would suit being blonde. Barry Allen should be blonde, but then neither is Grant Gustin, so... That's a whole other topic. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I like the character stuff. I think that's really good. It's just, just again, it's the storyline that lets it down a bit, I think. Yeah, Steppenwolf is a very, very, very CGI villain with a very liquid face. And I don't understand the whole... I mean, I'm not a massive expert on the Mother Box, Father Box situation. Yep. But that's not how I would just... How I imagine Mother Box is to be like. No? No. Well, the, like, it's the whole, like, oh, Mother. We're going to come and get you, Mother. All right. The unification is upon us. Yeah. 
Do you not think that, that some of that was an oversimplification to try and make it make sense to a general audience? Yeah, maybe. maybe that's because when you think about, and it may be, oh, I hate to say it, but it may be different in the Snyder Cut that probably doesn't exist, that he kind of says, sort of does, but oh. then also said he never filmed his real version of the script. Oh, you um, don't know. When Wonder Woman's telling the backstory, when you get the little Green Lantern cameo, she never actually says that he comes from the planet Apocalypse. She says that he wants to bring about Apocalypse. It's never, it's never referred to in. Do they even mention? They don't even mention Darkseid by name. I don't think. Yes, he is. He is mentioned at some point. Well, no, the, I think the little ones because Steppenwolf for Darkseid. Yeah. Oh. So they skirt around the whole thing to try and avoid going too deep into the lore on it, which I think ruins it. But I can understand partly why they wanted to do it to try and make the film make sense to a general audience. Yeah, which is a shame. So I mean, they've they've tried. I also hate to compare this film to Avengers. But when you think... Of, just think Avengers Assemble for a minute. So they battled the Skrulls, who were ne- they never went into great detail as to who the Skrulls were. They kept it on a level of, this team of heroes has to come together because there is an alien foe that they can't defeat singularly. This film instead tries to overcomplicate the mystery, fails to do that, and then tries to give you something from the comic books but make it simple and therefore just cocks up the whole thing in that respect. Yeah. It hands too much to you. Like, in that great scene at the beginning on the rooftop with the water tower, which again, I love one of my favourite scenes, but something that I will always criticise is why when Batman caught the parademon did it explode and leave behind a burnt-in image of the mother boxes on the wall? Yeah, that's a shame. It's... It's trying to hand you too many details so that the story makes sense when it knows that the story is complicated. But again, that could have all been fixed if they followed a similar storyline to the Justice League cartoon movie. The first animated movie where they adapted the beginning of the New 52 run. Yeah. Yeah. So that that run of issues was essentially that story. Yeah, it was. But it brought all the characters together with really good introductions and a really good start for Apocalypse and Darkseid. Yep. So why they could have just done that, I don't know. I do think it's a case of being damned if they do, damned if they didn't, though, because they tried to do something different to Marvel and failed, but when they tried to do something similar to Marvel, they were criticised for that too. So I do think DC was slightly on the back foot. Batman in this movie, I don't agree with people's observations that they think Ben Affleck was phoning it in in this movie. I do think he's a little more wooden at times. There are some scenes that I don't overly like with him. Um... Mainly the stuff with Diana, I don't like that they tried to hint that there was a bit of a romance there. So you know the scene when she suddenly got a little wraparound cape and she fixes his arm for him and they kind of look at each other with a bit of puppy dog eyes? That I'm not so keen on. And some of the stuff like um, when he's when Superman arrives into the final fight and Batman grins like a child. I think some of that is a little bit wonky. But I think on the whole this is a good characterisation of him again. Yeah, I would agree. Those little points are a bit, as you said, very technical, wonky. Um, but on the whole, the bit when he's, I do laugh at the bit when he's lying on the grass after the fight with Superman when he's just been resurrected. That's quite funny. Yeah. When they kind of do the reverse of the "Do you bleed?" thing. He's like, I think I'm bleeding. Yes. Uh, not going to touch on the uh, Henry Cavill face because that is again another conversation for another day. And this is a Batman chat, not a <laughs> absolutely. Chat. So coming out of this movie, I did think that it might be. Either the beginning or the end, or the end of Ben Affleck as Batman. I think 
he had his problems in real life that we know about, his own demons that he had to battle. But having been mocked for Batman vs Superman and made into a meme, and then mocked generally in this movie, and to have many people say that he phoned in his performance and was dull and lifeless, I think that probably just... That combination of things, I think, probably just killed it for him. I think it was admirable that he tried to save face and still say he was directing the movie and would write the movie, and then that he was stepping back from that but would still star on it, to then the point where now he's completely out of the picture. I think it's sad. I think partly negative reaction and unfortunate fanboyness from people who are probably not really fans uh, kind of ruined it for him. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he was let down by the story in both of those films. Let's not, let's not, you know, place blame where it doesn't belong. They are not two of the best films ever made. But I don't think that in other circumstances he we would be looking at now a Batman movie that didn't have Ben Affleck in it. I suppose it then raises the question of what happens to the rest of the universe. Well, we know Gal Gadot is not going anywhere. Very good, because she was, you know, very successful in Wonder Woman. Yep, and very much looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984 next year. We know, given that he just made a billion dollars, that uh, Jason Momoa is not going anywhere. Ray Fisher is supposedly done out, never to be seen again. There's no talk of, of Cyborg appearing anywhere in the ne- in the near future. Oh. Yeah. What's happened to um, old Ezra Miller? <laughs> Funny you should mention that one. Uh so there was a weird rumour a couple of weeks ago that he was writing his own version of the script with Grant Morrison. And by that I do mean Grant Morrison, the comic book writer. The story there is that Miller is unhappy with the direction that uh, John Francis Daly from, from the guy from Bones, that's yeah. co-directing The Flash with Jonathan Goldstein. Supposedly Ezra doesn't like what they want to do. They're working with Warner Brothers on something that they feel is more like comic book Flash. The rumour, and it very much is a rumour, is that he wants to keep it dark and Snyder-like. So he's gone off to write his own script. But there was news this morning, or could have been late yesterday, that Warner Brothers have made their decision based on his pitch and that many people will be unhappy with uh, someone who now walks away from Warner Brothers. Sorry, I, the, the, the way that I read it was that they will have decided to go with the directors and the more comic book style. Um, it was certainly alluded to in a tweet I read afterwards, which was Warner Brothers sticking to their guns and the style that's working for, for DC uh, and someone who has now walked away from the project will be a loss to some fans. So I presume that Ezra Miller's maybe out as the Flash now. But that is not something that's confirmed. Could be by the time this podcast is released or if you're listening to this in a year's time and... Um, Ezra Miller's deep in production on The Flash. We could be very much wrong, but that is the latest rumour. Do you know, I don't think I'd be that upset if he was to walk away from it. I don't think we've seen enough of him, unfortunately. I think he was good in Justice League. I think he was good in his little snapshot in uh, Suicide Squad. I enjoyed his weird little... Bruce! Bruce! It's the wrong... Whatever it is, his whole it's the wrong time. You've got to save a nonsense. Um, But I don't think we've seen enough of him to feel too much of a loss if that's the end of him. So if you look at Aquaman and Shazam, they're like polar opposites of Justice League. Oh, absolutely. Completely. So something needs to change, really, moving forward. 
and if it is in me, you know, good on Warner Brothers for making it more comic booky, and if that's the way they want to go to to sort of reinvigorate this brand, then go for it. If we're going to get more more in the lines of Shazam and Aquaman, I'm all for it. That leads us nicely into Matt Reeves' The Batman. So we don't know a huge amount about this movie at this point. It's looking likely it's going to go into production later this year, say sort of October, November, and it should be hitting cinemas in June 2021. So we've got a little bit of a wait for that one. We know it's most likely going to be a slightly younger Batman. We know that Matt Reeves has said that he absolutely wants to lean into the detective side of Batman. He thinks that's something we've never seen enough of on film, and I completely agree with him on that front. Other than that, we don't know very much. Anything... I'd sorry. I guess I just want to know from you what you're hoping for or what you would like to see. I want to see something like The Long Halloween. I think The Long Halloween would be an excellent story to adapt. Not like exactly, but something along those lines where it is more of a detective, mob-style, long crime. Slightly lower key. Lower, yeah. Something where we can really explore... What is Batman? I completely agree. Bring it back to the grassroots. And, you know, by all means, let's just throw in a little a little Robin in there as well. <laughs> of course. While we can. Um, and it's really, you know, I think that would be really exciting. None of this CGI and all these um, big, weird villains. Let's just, you know, what was wrong with my wind-up penguin? Well, it's mentioned in Justice League. Yeah, maybe that's why. The days when we dealt with too many exploding penguins. Um, what do you think about potentially seeing his origin on film again? I don't want to see that again. We've seen that already. Yeah. I want to see something different. I would agree. Time to move on and do focus on something a little different. I don't mind a young Batman. I don't mind a Batman who's still early in his career. Because early can still be later than what we saw in Batman Begins. Yeah, I don't want a zero year. I don't want like a year one. I want him to be like year four. It's very specific. I want the fourth year of your career here. Not you know, the fifth, not the third. Enough experience that he's well embedded. Yeah. And he knows... You know, he he's knows got his some stuff. kind of already formed relationship with Gordon, be it lieutenant or commissioner at this stage. I would like to see some Bat family members as well. I don't think they need to throw it too wide. It's a shame that Batgirl's not appearing in Birds of Prey, that we know. But if they're still working on a solo movie for her, that would be good. I would love to see a Batman universe on film. Not some big interconnected complex shared universe necessarily. They can be in the same city without having to completely interact with each other and then have a massive Bat team up later later on. But I would love to see Nightwing. I hope Chris Mackay is still working on it. I think Robin could even deserve his own film as well. For one of them, could be Tim Drake. He's enough of a character that he could be his own Robin on film as well. I, I don't think Damien could carry a film. I don't think you could carry a film with a seven-year-old vigilante. No, it'd be a tall ask, I suppose. And then Batgirl as well also deserves it. But there's plenty of other characters in there. You, I mean, it, Batgirl doesn't have to be Barbara Gordon. With Cassandra Cain in Birds of Prey, you could easily age her up a little bit and look at a future Batgirl, at which point you could have Barbara Gordon as Oracle, which brings him back round to the whole Birds of Prey as they are in the future. There's a lot that you can do with Batman, but for now, I do just want to see Reeves focus on 
the detective, the world's greatest detective. I don't feel we've ever seen the world's greatest detective on film. Oh, Under the Red Hood would be a good adaption. Under the Red Hood would be a good adaption, yeah. And in theory, if they do want to, in some respect, continue this in the universe that Justice League and Batman v Superman exist in, you could still do Under the Red Hood and ultimately have that be a version of the suit that ends up in the Batcave later on. Because there is nothing to say that... I mean, we know Ben Affleck has walked away. We're not... I'm not... My next point is not to say, he'll come back one day and he'll still be the old Batman. But they could, in theory, uh, use... No, it. no, no, that's Michael Keaton. He's coming back for that. <laughs> well, no, you know what I'm trying to say, though? If Matt Reeves does a younger Batman, there is still going to be hope for some people that this is a younger version of Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah. That they cast an actor who could be a young Ben Affleck. And that, in theory, it can all be set before Justice League, before Man of Steel, you know, before all of that. And that in the future, they can come back and make a Justice League 2 and Ben Affleck can make a triumphant return by being the present-day Batman. In an ideal world, that would be amazing, but I don't see that happening. But it gives them the option. It does give them the option exists. And I'm still holding out for the day where we have a Batman Beyond and Michael Keane comes back as old Batman. Ben Affleck could come back as old Batman and a Batman Beyond as well. There's nothing to stop that from happening. No, but... Michael Keaton would be better. <laughs> Maybe George Clooney would want to do it. I don't think he would. Okay. Anything else that you think Batman should do in the future? Something that kind of is in the back of your mind from... I know, I know we discussed this when we were talking about comic books, that you're not necessarily the biggest mainstream Batman comic book reader. But is there something else from the world of Batman you've not seen on film? A villain or villainess or group of villains that have never been done on film before that you might like to see? I think I'd quite like to see Hush on screen. As yeah, well. I think Hush would be a good one. I hope Black Mask turns out well in Birds of Prey. Well, it's got humour, right? It has, but you know we haven't seen him in a black mask yet, so... Yet. They're not going to give that away straight away. No, I don't think they obviously would, but it would still be nice. It would be nice to know that he is planning to wear it. I'm sure he will have some form of mask. I'd like to see uh, more of Bruce and Selina's relationship. I think it's been done well in Gotham in that idea of whatever universe that is. But I would like to see the adult Bruce and Selina interact on film. Yeah, that would be interesting. But it has to be a good Selina. Obviously. And they'd have to have a good chemistry between them for it to work. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'd quite like to see from the world of Batman that hasn't been done on film, or any villains. I actually wouldn't be against seeing Mr Freeze done again and done really well. Do you not like Arnie? Arnie exists in that little Batman and Robin bubble. The nipple age. The nipple age. But when you think of Batman the Animated Series and episodes like Heart of Ice, there are ways to do Mr. Freeze that could be really interesting on film. Wouldn't fit with the detective atmosphere, but if they at some point were to do more of a high-concept villain, I think he would be an excellent one to, to be seen to be done right. Yeah, because there's a lot more there you could sort of unpick and make it to be really more interesting than just a... He's got an ace gun and he wants some diamonds. Yeah, see, absolutely. There's so much more that you can do with him. Well, I'm sure there was something else that I was thinking of when I was making notes for this that I've now forgotten. It would be great to see them go back to the Batman and Superman relationship and see that done more as it is in the comic books. There is an argument that Bruce's relationship with Clark is almost more important than his relationship with, say, Robin. 
you can't have a Batman without a Robin, but without a Superman to keep him from going too much towards the darkness, then what is Batman? Yeah, that's a good that's a good contrast. And we don't really get that in the Batman v Superman world. No, you don't get enough of that, and you don't get to that point in Justice League either, because it finishes. Yeah. I think it's something that we would have seen more of if that universe were to continue, but we don't know that that will. I would also love to see Shazam try and interact with some of these grumpy old geezers as well. That would be hilarious. (laughs) We would also like to know what you think, people at home. Uh, If you have any interesting ideas or anything in particular that you want to see when Matt Reeves gets around to making his Batman movie, or something that you would just love to see in a future Batman movie, or ideal world Batman movie, give us a shout, let us know. You know how to find us, Twitter, at GetYourComicOn, or on Instagram as well. We will always interact with you on both. And if you're looking for me, as always, I am at Neil Vag. And I am at BoyWonder89. That, I think, unless you have any Jerry Springer final thoughts, probably wraps it up for uh, the modern age and future of Batman movies. Nope, that's everything for me, Bat fans. <laughs> Catch us. Same Bat time, same Bat channel. Thanks for that. So we'll be back with our next and final uh, Batman 80th birthday special which is looking at the world of Batman in animation. So until then, see you later. Bye.